0: You're listening to the Malicious Podcast, where we talk about travel, food, health, entertainment, and everything in between. Your host is Malika Bowling. Find articles and reviews at rumalicious.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Here's Malika Bowling.
1: Zoe Brahim is the Manager of Economic and Industry Insights at Cox Automotive. His primary focus is to monitor macroeconomic developments and their impact to the auto industry and the auto industry in general as it relates to the broader economy. Zoe has spoken at industry conferences and his views on that economic and auto industry are featured regularly in industry publications such as Automotive News, Auto Remarketing, Bloomberg, and Forbes.
0: This is Zoe, uh, part of Cox Automotive's economic and industry insights team, part of the broader strategy and corporate development group for the company. It's been at Cox five years, uh, and the way I look at my job, it's, it's twofold. First thing is looking at what's happening uh, on a global macro and U.S. macroeconomic level and the implications that's going to have on the U.S. auto industry. And then on the flip side, we look at what's happening in the auto industry here in the U.S. and what impacts that's going to have on the broader U.S. economy.
1: Okay, great. So if you could just kind of tell us where automakers are right now with COVID-19, I mean, I saw something the other day that Ford next week is going to start bringing back employees. Is that kind of where they're at right now, starting to get back into manufacturing?
0: Yeah, so it's been a challenging two months for the industry. It's longer than two months, but specifically March and April. Sales have been, you know, I have seen an historic drop, both March and April, uh, April, for example, uh, we saw sales that were down over forty percent on a year-over-year basis. Um, so it's been it's been a tough industry to be in. There, there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, it's but it hasn't been because demand for vehicles has gone to zero. Right? We haven't seen sales go down hundred percent on a year-over-year basis. It just uh, means that consumer retail and, and consumer demand has been locked out of the market. Uh, consumers either sheltering at home staying at home, practicing social distancing, as well as business closures such as dealerships have, have caused a, a, a lot of concerns uh, from, a, from a sales standpoint. And then on the flip side, of course, with what's happening with manufacturing, uh, business closures, factory closures, the need for uh, shelter at home policies and the need for social distancing has led to manufacturing uh, also being disrupted by the coronavirus We are seeing possible positive trends in the auto industry right now. We Mm -hmm. do think that sales might have bottomed out in April and are starting to improve on a weekly basis. Uh, We are of course hearing more and more about uh, states and cities lifting shelter at home and stay at home policies, which allows uh, other businesses to open up not just uh, what was deemed once essential businesses, so now factories are able to come back online. Um, it'll be a slow process, right? The, the way everyone's gonna handle bringing back employees will be uh, under the lens of what, what to do in a proper health and sanitary environment. So testing people's temperatures, making sure there's not uh, too many employees at one spot in the factory, for example, are gonna be top concerns for the manufacturers. So production ramp-ups will probably still be pretty slow but we are seeing positive trends that things are moving in the right direction
1: okay great and so do you know if it's like um based on location as far as like you know we've got a kia plant in here in georgia atlanta area but then you've got a lot of manufacturers in detroit so is it you know, based on location, or is it like these companies making these decisions just like, no, we got to shut it down, and then this is the date we will start to ramp up? Do you know?
0: Uh, so the main sectors have been pretty fluid. They have been under very understanding regarding the shelter-at-home policy set by the states. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to really dictate what opens up and when. Uh, there, There's no rush to uh, put any employees in danger when it comes to the their health, right? So the manufacturers are very cognizant of the fact that there still is uh, the, the threat of the virus and the spread of the virus. So they're doing whatever they can to make sure that there's no rush to attempt to open. And when you look at manufacturers, you know, Toyota and Ford and other manufacturers that have, you know, they're, they're, they've they constantly adjusted when they plan on opening their factories. It's still unknown, right? Um, so uh, I think everyone, everyone's just rolling with more and more data as it comes out regarding the virus, regarding the, the, the um, policy set in place from business, from a business standpoint. So uh, I, I, w- I would say it's more dictated by the shelter at home and stay at home and more so the manufacturers just attempting to open the factory.
1: Okay, okay. And, Zoe, what would you say about, like, I, I've seen so many ads with these manufacturers or the car companies offering, you know, 0% interest for, you know, 72 months or 84 months. I mean, is that something that you think we'll continue to see for the next several months or is that going to end when they start manufacturing again? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, we, we do think that these incentives in some form or fashion are here to stay for the near term. Mm-hmm. Um, They might, you know, of course, as production ramps up and supply normalizes and demand normalizes, might adjust the blanket policies to be more targeted for certain vehicles. You know, the auto industry does that uh, when it comes to incentives. But right now, it's tough to see that the manufacturers will dramatically pull back on the incentives that are being offered today, just because we were now just seeing the bottom, probably the bottom of the auto retail uh, decline, right? So, As things start to ramp up, I think the incentives become more and more important to bring consumers back into the retail market.
1: Mm -hmm. So you have a chance, like if you're a consumer that was looking to buy a car in the next couple months, you probably still have that time to take advantage of 0% financing. You don't have to jump into it today, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Again, the 0% could change depending on how production uh, lines back up. But so far we haven't seen any evidence that uh, there's been any pulling back of the incentives Um, you know incentives zero percent payment deferred extended loan terms have from what we see been uh, very important right now in the market uh, to, to bring consumers interest back into the retail market as well as support them because we understand that it is a challenging time from an economic and financial standpoint for a lot of households so Manufacturer's uh, programs have enabled consumers to make uh, deals on vehicles with a manageable monthly payment so that mm-hmm. it takes their household budgets. So it's tough to say that that incentive will then be eliminated because it's been a pretty powerful tool uh, for consumers right now.
1: Okay. And so you mentioned about you know a lot of consumers facing financial difficulties. I mean, obviously the unemployment rate has skyrocketed. Our, or manufacturer, the, the finance companies, are they um, working with consumers to de- defer payments or you know, are, do you think that there's going to be a lot of cars that are just repossessed or how do you think that's going to play out?
0: Yeah, I mean with any sort of business cycle you tend to do see an uh, uptick in repossessions. This is a unique crisis just because of how it's impacted uh, everything and everyone so swiftly. Uh, I think it's. I mean, it is unprecedented times. So, I think that a lot of the lenders are trying to figure out what to do on the consumer end, whether it's, uh, you know, deferring payments, forbearance, uh, all these mm-hmm. different tools to avoid, you know, triggering a repossession of that vehicle. Because even up until this year, even though delinquencies have been moving up. Uh, uh, in the in the subprime space, especially, but in the overall auto market, there wasn't the same level of subsequent rise. in repos repos did grow, but that's just because auto lending has grown overall over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So lenders, I think, have learned from the previous recessions on, on how to do uh, you know how, how to handle some of this better. Um, so, yes, you, you'll see an uptick in repos, but that doesn't mean that every, everyone that's you know, delinquent or uh, having issues uh, making a monthly payment will, will see that repo event.
1: Right, right, of course. Well, that's good. Um, I, I was wondering, I, I'm of the, the thinking that or when I go to buy a car, I, I always buy used cars. I don't buy new cars. I buy used cars. Um, I let somebody else take the big depreciation hit. You know the first couple years, and um, I'm wondering so, like, if, I, if other people are listening, they're like me, are they better off then? Like, if they're looking to buy a used car, maybe wait until September, October, and maybe we'll see more hit the market, and that would be a good time to buy because of the possible repossessions.
0: Um, so the repos won't immediately hit dealer lots, right? They have to. Through through the wholesale market, there's a process behind that as well. Mm-hmm. So it depends on on what you're buying and and the, and the kind of product you're looking for. Uh, so the used vehicle market typically sees its uh, strongest demand levels during the springtime, right, driven by tax refund season season, um, and then you know, it kind of slows it down near the end of the year, Not, but the used vehicle market is of course two and a half times the size of the new vehicle market. So there's still, there's always a sufficient demand on the used vehicle side. So it all depends on what you're looking for, whether it's a new vehicle or a used vehicle and, and the kind of inventory available for you in the market. This is an unprecedented time, right? Mm-hmm. Regarding what's happening in the retail market, what's happening in the wholesale market. So, uh, I would say, you know, shop, continue to shop, continue to look at what you want uh, and and are looking for in terms of body style, price, monthly payment, and uh, whether it's new or used. There still be a lot of deals, a lot of opportunity throughout the year uh, for for you to get what matches your preference as well as what matches your household budget.
1: Okay, good advice. Um, and then I wanted to ask you um, I know that in addition to deferred payments your percent financing some of the car manufacturers are really pushing this online buying and, and and you know things like that just so you can research the car online um,
0: is that working
1: for car manufacturers or is that do you think that's going to be a while before we see that that's the norm to buy a car
0: no I, I think its it, it is important um for both dealers manufacturers and consumers to learn about the tools that are available to learn about the process that's available it's different state by state of course right because of different rules and regulations mm-hmm. regarding the purchase of a vehicle online but we, we do think that this was a, a trend coming into the coronavirus crisis uh, that was picking up momentum but but during this crisis it, it's a really snowballing and gaining a lot more traction than it was prior to the crisis Um, so uh, we are seeing a a, a nice uptick in consumer activity regarding regarding online retail a lot of consumer and and dealer demand regarding online retailing so we think that this is this is something that's going to stay this is something that's going to make a powerful probably impact to, to the auto industry not just during the crisis but even after so Uh, You know, definitely look at, you know, online shopping tools, right, not to plug anything but AutoTrader, Kelly Blue Book, of course, uh, definitely have a a ton of inventory, a ton of great resources, advice, editorial content that allows consumers to learn about these products as well and get connected to dealers that are participating in online retailing.
1: Okay. And then, so with the online research and buying, does that... um, eliminate or sort of um, well, I guess eliminate the process of haggling as much do you think
0: um, yeah it, it helps for better price discovery I think I think you know as an auto industry there's some people that do enjoy haggling right and, right. and there, I think that there's still a portion of that that's still going to exist in the market uh, but it, it allows both dealers to to match what consumers are demanding from a price standpoint and a vehicle price uh, vehicle type standpoint in the markets and as well as it allows consumers to see better uh, transparency around the pricing of a vehicle. So I think it's a win-win across the board, but that doesn't mean haggling is going to go away. I think there's still going to be an aspect of it that exists in the auto retail market.
1: Right, right. Okay. Well, we kind of zoomed through all the questions I had. Do you have anything else Zoe, that you'd like to add about just what's happening in the in the industry and and trends or anything that we can expect going forward?
0: Um, you know, you know, we can't overlook just how challenging this is for how millions and millions of households not just in the US but around the world that are Dealing with some form of coronavirus-related impact, whether it's house, business, finances, so you know we we're doing our best to make sure. I think not just as an industry, but as an economy, we support anyone that that is in uh, that is facing these challenges. I think the fiscal stimulus has been good. Could it be better? Probably. We're hearing more positive trends around phase 4, phase 5 deals, which I think will provide a lot of household support on the financial side, uh, which in turn, you know, allows consumers to come out of this less scathed than, you know, what they would have without the, these um, sort of safety nets and, and uh, fiscal stimulus. So uh, we, we understand that this is a challenging time for the industry, that we are all navigating this together. Um, and so, the better we can help each other I think that's going to be key. Uh, the one thing that we're constantly looking at is, of course, fiscal stimulus and how that continues to evolve and how that continues to come in to support uh, the households that have been impacted by the virus on an economic standpoint.
1: Okay, great. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, of course, anytime. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. See you on the next episode.